Hi, Anthony. Welcome to Tea Time with Ali Monjak. So, how are you doing? Yeah, really good, thank you. Good. Yeah, really good. So, Enjoying had, the lovely weather. Yeah, it, it has been amazing, hasn't it, at the moment? Yeah. It's just been... It's made the last couple of months a little bit easier. It has, I, I think so. No, you're definitely right. Sunshine always brightens up everybody's life. Yeah. And you have basically been also brightening up everybody's life by doing a dance class every Sunday, so I've heard. So do Every Sunday, yeah. I have a dance background and we all worked for uh, Dougie Squires. And about five years ago, someone suggested that we did a, a, a reunion, which is my real pet hate. So I, I said, well, look, let's do one, but let's do it differently. Let's try and get some, some of the dancers back together again and we'll do a warm up and we'll do a class. And that'll pe put people off. Well, we did do it and uh, 150 turned up um, because Dougie had uh, formed a group called the uh, Young Generation for the BBC and then uh, following on that, the second generation. So he had worked with a, a lot of dancers over the years. And uh, through Facebook and social media, we, we all sort of started getting back in touch with everyone, which was great to see one's, you know, life and what they've been up to and all that bit. Anyway, so we, we uh, booked a studio at Dance Attic and uh, it was magic. It was the minute everyone came back in, we all went back to how we were when we were in our 20s. Um, and then after that first class, it was lovely and everybody said, oh, I wish we could do it again. And then it prompted me to do it once a month. And we then meet up in London once a month. We got to then do, uh, Dougie was directing and producing uh, Dame Vera Lynn, uh, 100th birthday at the Palladium. And I said to Dougie, you know, we, we used to work with Vera, wouldn't it be nice if we just did, you know, maybe a number for the television section? And he said, great idea. So I asked the dancers, you know, if they wanted to do it, thinking about 20 would want to perform again. 90 wanted to perform again wow. so we had 19 90 in the show and it, and it's meant an awful lot to an awful lot of people do you know what I mean to to perform again and and because you don't dance you don't give up on dance gives up on you if you know what I mean you know in the work you get a bit older and people go different directions and 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 girls have families and so do boys and you know so it sort of takes that performance out that you you never lose anyway so uh we've been meeting every every month for the last uh, four years now um and it's great to see new people come in and and uh, meet friends that they, they fly in from you know uh, i think uh la and and australia and you know people come in just for the class it's amazing um so then when this uh virus happened i i thought well to cheer everyone up I, i'd do a a Sunday class live in my little studio here. And um, it sort of has caught on and uh, I do it every week now for my sins, uh, but it's great fun. And then we do a Zoom chat afterwards and uh, yeah, it's good, it's good fun. And I think it's made everyone happy. And Well, I have heard some good reports, I have to say. I mean, you know, it, it's been a really strange time for all of us, hasn't it? You know, not being yeah. able to touch that that social interaction. So to be able to, to carry on doing a dance class over Zoom must have been, must be amazing. I mean, well, you know. It's very strange because I'm, I'm in my, my, my unit here 
and you know you've you've got your camera up and you sat and you think is anybody watching am i doing this all on my own do you know what I mean? it is really fun because i tried it on zoom where i saw everybody and it was just chaos so uh we found another system to to work it so i do a warm-up and then we do we do a routine in in an hour and a half so it's it's um it's 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 hard going because I, I get no feedback, so that that's the hardest thing. Do you know what I mean? So you you uh, you miss the feedback from all the, all the dancers, and uh, but I keep going, and they seem to have fun afterwards, and try and change the theme each week and different styles. But the other thing that's really hard choreographically is that I know everyone's got a limited space in their living rooms, so when you see all these dance videos of everybody, you know, doing these classes, you go. Yeah, but reality, people haven't got that room to do it in. So you have to really contain it. Otherwise, their chandelier is broken or table's broken. I think we've had a few mishaps. I did one number with a towel. Um, and uh, we, we were doing it to, going to wash that man right out of my head. I found a really funky version. But as I was flicking the towel about, of course, there's a few damages in vases, I think. So it's good fun. It's good fun. Oh dear, so you have caused some destruction along the way. Yeah, as ever, as ever. <laughs> oh no, that, that sounds good to me. So, I mean, it, it's really been, as we said, such a strange time of year for everybody. And, yeah. you know, normally... And our, our industry suffers more than most uh, because, you know, we are extreme and we are... You know, we are the entertainment side, which is, you know, the, always the last to uh, come back. But the most needed in a funny way to lift everybody's spirits and, you know, keep everyone going. But it's, it is quite frightening, you know, that uh, how many people are involved in, in, in shows and things. And, you know, thank God the gov government at, at the last stage, has, you know, sort of saw into what the arts bring to the country. You know, so it's very important uh, what's been done. But uh, I hope... All the dancers who have left colleges this year, you know, I feel so sorry for them. You know, uh, the future is sort of bleak for the next six months, really. Um, I mean, uh, I think it's moving more and more forward each day that it's, you know, that we can now open and do things. Um, so hopefully the auditions will start and everyone will have a fair crack at uh, finding their new, you know, careers. But it, it was soul destroying for all the students. I mean, there was classes going, Zoom must have been steaming at the sides with all the, the colleges, you know, doing the third years last year. You know, I felt so sorry for them, but uh, bless them, you know. They yeah. can survive this, they can survive anything. I think you're right. I think you're right. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously you brought a sort of key element to the party by putting this on Zoom so that people can still be involved, take part, not feel like they're on their own. Because yeah. dance is such an expressive thing anyway, isn't it? Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, you must do. It, it, I mean, how did you get into dance in the first place? Um, well, when I was a young boy, my sisters went dancing and I used to dance around the house to the annoyance of my father and my elder brother. Um, I used to prance about all the time, copying what my sisters did. Um, then when I was five, I had a very bad car accident. I was knocked over um, and I was in the hospital and I, I, a big scar and big, you know, uh, sort of bandages on my head. And I went very shy, me, shy. Um, and they thought if I went and got lessons in dance, I wouldn't like it. Uh, the opposite happened. I, I went, I was totally in love with my dance teacher, Miss Mavis Butler. And uh, 
that's where my dancing started and, and I loved it. And then I was not, maybe it's because I was a boy. I, I did very well in competitions, which were great fun um, all over the country, you know, used to meet friends from all different schools and, and uh, it was a lovely, ch I had a, an amazing childhood. Um, and then when I was uh, 13, I was, uh, I was spotted in a, in a, in the all England dance championships and asked to go and audition for Gypsy. And I did, and I got in the original cast with Angela Lansbury and uh, Bonnie was, I think, Bonnie Langford was eight and I was 13. So uh, that was in 1973. So I did Gypsy for six months. Because I didn't go to a stage school, I was, I was able to stay a lot longer than the other children who had, who had gone to Italy Conti or Corona and stuff. Um, so after that, I went back to school, very miserable because you know, I just spent six months in the West End and I loved every single second of it. Um, and then I went back to training and uh, then I was auditioned for Bugsy Malone. And I did the film Bugsy Malone when I was 15. And uh, at 16, I was awarded a scholarship to go to Lane Theatre Arts, which what is Betty Lane's. Let's stop you there, Anthony. What, what part were you in Bugsy Malone? I, was, I, I auditioned very late actually so I I just got one of the dancing parts and uh, uh, so when I joined the film I was then I stayed on till the end it was uh, because I it, it was done from a lot of the military schools around the country and also the stage schools like the Contes in Corona and Barbara Speaks and stuff so because I wasn't in that area um, you know you didn't really have a chance getting into many shows and things so uh, when I did join them I was very lucky I got on very well with the choreographer Gillian uh, Gregory and uh, I've still kept friends with people, you know, that we, we I did the, when we did the uh, custard pies, I can't face synthetic cream because when we did the, the mud, uh, the, you know, the pies, oh, it was on us for like three days. The, st the smell of it just makes me um, not happy. Um, but it was, it was such good fun. It really was good fun. It was amazing time. I was very, very lucky. Would you say though that you know it it's the same as it was then because you know you basically started out in a in a showbiz family that has kind of grown with you and then obviously Dougie as well. So I mean, it, do do you think it it's different now? I mean, do you think the the films and the the dance is as fabulous as it was, or do you think you know it's changed over the years? I think. I think it was much more naive in my day. We didn't have social media. We didn't have, um, you know, telephones, mobiles, uh, all these screens, you know, learning on computers. We didn't have any of that. It was very simple. You learned from a book or you watched a film. You know, my inspiration was Gene Kelly always, you know. So if there was a Gene Kelly film on a Sunday, that was me, you know. I, I studied and loved him because he was a man dancing. Do you know what I mean? He, he wasn't um, effeminate in any way. And, and uh, he broke the barriers for me that you can be a man and you can dance. So uh, Gene Kelly was my hero. Um, I, I think that the, the training today is amazing. I think the train, but I think they are missing, which is very strange. When we do the class, we have a whole generation of different generations of ages, yeah? ranging from 75, I think is the oldest, to about uh, 16. And you know, the older dancers that I worked with outshine the dancers of today because 
we knew how to perform and that that's something that's really got to work on the on the on the youngsters technically they are amazing but they've got to feel it do you know what I mean so um Dougie when we all worked with Dougie the one thing he did no matter what standard you were you were pushed to your limit you know and so he and you were individual and that's why we all liked working for Dougie we weren't one of 18 people all being robots and being the same uh he allowed you to be individual and that's what that was the magic of the group um you know girls some girls had long blonde hair some girls had short hair uh you were tall short um it was amazing and, and he cut you know what I mean? it, it was uh it was an international company and we all got on and we still do today so that was the magic of it so i, I I'm, I'm sorry that young kids today don't have the uh the work offer that we had doing a television series you learned your craft very quickly you would learn six routines a week and then record it on a saturday start again on the sunday do you know what I mean for the next week so it was fantastic training and Dougie pushed you to your limits you know and one minute you're working with i mean in those days there was 26 of us so it was amazing and and then um we were very lucky we had a show in the south of france in Cannes at the palm beach casino where we had our own show, which we used to do at 11 o'clock at night, outside, the backdrop was the Mediterranean. It was, and it was our show, and it was just amazing to have that experience and to just, what we learned all our craft for was, you, you change, quick changes, everything. And it was very, very special. And the young dancers today don't get shows like that, you know, so. I do feel sorry for them, and and to work with Dougie, who pushed you, um, you know, they all need they all need a kick in the backside sometimes. Yeah, well, no, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, we all do in in, in anything that we do, but you know, it's um, yeah. it's quite a discipline, isn't it? It's not just the case of of you know just going out there and having a, a boogie or you know a movement. It, it no. is an actual. It's much more technical than people think. It's very technical now. I mean, the training is uh, sublime. I mean, I see these college, you know, kids after three years and you just go, wow, they are amazing. You know, yeah. fantastic for them. And, uh, you know, but now you, you can't just dance. You've got to be able to sing and act. You've got to be multi, you know. And this is what this period's taught us, I think. You know, it's been great to see some of the students that I've seen develop other you know other areas so that when they're not working they're doing something you know a lot of teaching a lot of doing you know creative things so that you know that that's what we all do but it's good to see that the young ones have that have done that as well yeah i mean because you work with students regularly don't you and young people dancers when you put on shows you know you're working at yeah. olympia or you're working you know the Windsor pageant you know like like we were all there last year actually weren't we so it was sad we didn't do it this year we were very upset we didn't do it because uh, well, we, we had planned one and uh, unfortunately got cancelled but it's going to be bigger and better next year so that's what we're looking forward to what do you know we're, what you know, I keep saying fingers crossed you know, I keep yeah, saying yeah. that everybody should rest up because next year is going to be mad we're going to be you know yeah. put to the rafters Busy, busy yeah, doing yeah. things. It, it really is. But let's talk about, yeah. you know, also, I mean, you, you've had a full career as a dancer. So, I mean, you were also in a BBC programme, K 
count me in, won't you? Yeah. Well, that happened. Um, <clears throat> so when I was 16, I was at college and there weren't any other boys there. So it didn't really help me um, a great deal. Um, so I asked Miss Lane if I could go to an audition for my dream job was to be in the young generation uh, because that's what I aspired to as, as, a, as a youngster. And I went to the audition and got it. And uh, I did my first TV at 16. Uh, and funny enough, it was Dame Vera Lynn, uh, who was the star of the show. And then after that, I, I then thought, you know, I want to be an all-rounder. Um, so I, I did... Uh, I worked a lot with Lena Zavaroni and did her act. And uh, then I went into Derby Playhouse and did some rep. Um, so I, I wanted to act as well. You know, I just didn't want to dance. I wanted to learn my craft. I wanted to learn how you do things from, you know, from stage management to everything. So I sort of did that for two, two, two years. And then I, I auditioned for Dougie and I, I worked for him. And then, um, I became his, you know, after about three, four years, I became his assistant and we went around the world and, you know, did television shows everywhere. Um, and then I started working with BBC TV training and uh, because I'd got on very well with producers on the, on the show I had done at the BBC. And I met another, uh, I met a trainee director called Pippa Dyson and uh, we got on really well and um, I choreographed a film that she was creating for the BBC and then she started working with children's television. And they saw me and said, we want to give out, they, they tried me out on play school. So I did a bit of play school. And then they, uh, they the Cynthia Felgate, who was head of children's said, we want to give Anthony a series about music and dance and how you can do children's activities and put it to music. So I did that. <clears throat> Uh, which was fantastic. It was great, great fun. Although it comes to haunt me because I had long hair at the time and the clips keep appearing, which I'm just, you know, it's just mortifying. And then I did a series also uh, for children for Thames Television called Wall Games, where it was, you know, do you remember children's wooden bricks? They were like that. Well, we had giant sized ones and, and we used to create stories with the children and make a, like a, a two minute play. So I did that for two years and then I did It's Wicked and, and, and I did quite a few of those, you know, sort of Saturday morning shows, which I, 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 which I had great fun. Uh, but I really wanted to choreograph then. So I started doing a lot of uh, choreography of the ships and pantomimes and shows. And, and then from how there... Old you, how old were you by then? Um, I was 25 when I, I did the children's programme. So that sort of lasted me till I was about 30. And then I went into, um, uh, I did a pantomimes as well. So I did um, pantomimes and I did Peter Pan and someone came and saw me in Peter Pan in Brighton and then made me learn it in German and Czechoslovakian to do it on television. So I learned the whole thing in, in German. It was a killer that was. Um, so <laughs> my, I've been really lucky, you know, I've done some crazy things. Jim, I've got a very funny question. When you, you right. did some work on play school, did you look through the round window? Um, I did. I did. The, the very first thing on play school um, was my first line was, and this, I, 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 it's really hard saying hello. I don't know if you've ever had that problem. You, when you go, hello, I'm Anthony, you go, oh, I can't say that. Then you go, hello. And then, no, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> and 
I, I had this big thing about because play school, they, they, you never had time to redo something. It was like straight on, you know. Um, and we, we devised, um, uh, oh, that was it. My first one was a Christmas, a Christmas Christmas card. And I thought, you know, like all the Blue Peter presenters, I thought, you know, when they made things and then brought them into the studio to, for everyone to, I thought that's how it worked. So when they said, Anthony, you're going to be a Christmas card and um, any ideas? I said, well, we could have a Christmas dancing tree and a Christmas snowman and then I'll make them come to life and, you know, we'll have a little Christmas dance. And Oh, that's perfect. So that night I went home and I drew me as a little boy. I drew a, a Christmas tree dancing and I drew a, a, a snowman and then I put it all on the paper and I thought, well, if I do them as like... Um, collages I can then stick them on the the painting into the music and then bleed through from the from the picture thing um and when I went in they all went oh how sweet you know because that you know because I'd done it I'd been up all night doing this stupid thing where you know I didn't realize that they had graphic people to do these these sort of things so when I went to do it I was then you know when you do the glue and you go and I did it all to music which was the most crazy thing yeah, so I, I had a bit for each piece of music, and as I did it, all oh, the glue was sticking and all, and then you went straight into the dance, so it was quite fun. But um, I think my first line was, hello, I'm Anthony, I have two balls. <laughs> and I burst out laughing, because um, one was rubber and one was leather, and I just, you know, it was, oh. So yeah. when I got over that, it was fine. <laughs> but, because um, you have to be careful what you, you know, everything's got a double meaning, hasn't it? So. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was my place call. <laughs> what you say on TV as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think, though, it, it's probably fair to say that, you know, Ofcom rules were not quite as strict as they are now in some no. ways. And people didn't complain as much, did they? You used to get nice letters. You know, people used to write nice letters to you. Um, but that's social media, isn't it? You know, everyone, everyone can be you know get to you now which is you know interesting interesting yeah. no it, it, it is interesting you're you're absolutely right so so we we were also talking about when you actually made that leap out of tv and into choreography yeah um i i I really learned from Dougie uh, an awful lot. He was, he was, and I do it totally opposite to Dougie. Um, he's very, he, because of his television career, he plans everything. So I'm the opposite. I, I, I feed off of who I'm in the room with. Um, he uses his guide as a guide, but I, I just, I have to know the music and I have to know what they're wearing. That's why I got involved in costumes and everything because I, I did a show as a dancer and uh, I worked for a great choreographer and when we put the costumes on, we had to change everything. And I was like, oh, I, I will never choreograph not knowing what you're working in because at the last minute when you have to change everything, I mean like everything, we had these big leather collars and you, oh, we, you just, I always say a dancer, the best performance really is when you're the last dress, the last rehearsal you have, when you're in your own shoes, your, your body, you're sweating, your body's at top, you know, at the top of, of, of its peak. And there's nothing like that last rehearsal because you've got, you, you know, I'm going to worry about your hair or your makeup or, you know, um, and it, 
to me, it's the most thrilling moment, that last rehearsal. Because then when you get into costumes, it gets restricting, do you know what I mean? And you're thinking about quick changes and, and all that. So I, I, I love that last bit of uh, that. So um, I, I have to know what everybody's wearing when I choreograph so that I don't have to change it. So uh, I was very lucky. We, as a group, we all worked for a company called Trends, which was run by Jamie Phillips. And um, Jamie was our agent as well. So I, 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 he, he, it was a family for me. And I started, as I started choreographing, I started working an awful lot with Jamie behind the scenes, um, how to run the agency and how to run this and how costumes actually work. and. I worked with a lot of great, great people, um, designers. I mean, like Linda Martin used to uh, design for the BBC and Mark Cantor used to do all Dan LaRue's costumes and do all our showgirl costumes. So I, I worked with the best. And um, so that taught me about costumes. And then uh, my, the choreography and costumes and productions and, and pantomimes, you know, sort of, I was really lucky. I could never, I, I was never, I, that's why I could never do a West End show. I knew I couldn't repeat myself after a month. I, I take my hat off to all those performers who can do a six-month contract on the same show every night. I couldn't do it because because I had television training where you learn something all the time, every day, something new. Um, it inspired you. Do you know what I mean? So I did do one more stand show, and it and it was um, it didn't last very long. It was it was called the Magic Castle, which we turned it to the Tragic Castle. It was a magic show, but. Um, we only did it for about three, four months, which which was which is fine because you, you as as a performer, you 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 reach the areas of your peak of where you can go with that character or that you know dance routine, you know, um, and then it's repeating. And I wasn't I wasn't a repeater, you know. I, I like something new and interesting, so you know I I, I learned my craft by going around seeing the summer seasons and doing some and and choreographing them and and. Uh, yeah, I was I was really lucky, and then uh, later on, in after, unfortunately, Jamie um, passed away, and uh, he became ill, and I took the company over from him, and I had it in London uh, for a while. But the industry was changing, you know. The BBC was moving to Manchester, and at that time, I was very lucky. I started working at Blackpool and uh, at the Blackpool Pleasure Beach, and. Um, I had the, the attitude of, oh, Blackpool, you know, hideous, hideous. But I worked for the Thompson family and uh, they, were, they had shows with a cast of 40 skaters and magic show with 20. They were really pushing entertainment to its, its full value, which knocked me out sideways. So I was very honoured to do a show called Mystique and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, so I then worked with them for 10 years and created a show called Eclipse, which was like, the English version of Sex to Soleil, really. Um, and I, everyone was very helpful and amazing costume department there as well. So I had my London company. There was Blackpool, so I used to go between the two. And then um, Mr. Thompson, who ran the Pleasure Beach, passed away and his daughter took over. And uh, at a point, I said, London was changing. I mean, it, it really was changing drastically. Entertainment was, you know... Um, the entertainment of light entertainment had really stopped, uh, which was our bread and butter. Um, so I then thought, you know, maybe I should go up to Blackpool for two years and, you know, see if I can help, you know, with the shows, because there were big shows there. Um, 
and I did go up and instead of two years I lasted nine years three months and 22 days um, uh, and became creative director which I learned a lot more I learned about marketing and PR and how you do a hotel and how you design a ride and you know, I, I gave my all and it, and it was a very, very interesting time and worked with some fabulous people that, you know, are still friends today. So I'm still passionate about Blackpool. You know, it's it's got a bad reputation, but, it, you know, it really isn't. And there's something about it that, you know, I miss, I still miss today. You know, um, I miss my friends up there and, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a great place and it, it really is passionate about entertainment, you know, so. Um, and then I... Been, hasn't it really it has it, it it's like you know the the trip the light fantastic in blackpool isn't it it always has had that 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 status yeah. really i think i mean there's something horrendous about it and something wonderful about it do you know what i mean it, it, it's it, i choreographed one show and the audience afterwards was so lovely to the dancers that I thought, you know, this is what it's all about, that they, this is the real people who actually pay and see our shows, who were so complimentary and so kind that I thought, you know, this is, this is what it's about. Do you know what I mean? So I've, I've got a very soft spot for Blackpool and I learned an awful lot. And it, it is a great place, you know, that people are hungry there. They're always creating or developing something, you know, whether they're in the arts or whether they're in, you know, design or or building or you know everyone's passionate about work and, and and hard work that's what i loved about it yeah and also i think you know blackpool is is renowned along with you know brighton and other peers uh, across you know the the country to have had you know you you really were making it at one point weren't you in the the entertainment world when you could hold a show on a pier um yeah. you know and that, that that was sort of like, you know, the, the culture of the time as well, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, and the history of Blackpool as well. I mean, the tower is the most beautiful building. And the, I mean, and Winter Gardens. And of course, the Pleasure Beach is steeped in, in over 100 years of, of entertainment, you know. Um, and it's fascinating learning all about, you know, how the rides were created. Like the ice rink uh, was, was the... The, the the original tank was at the uh, the Grosvenor Hotel. You know where they do all the BAFTAs and all those award shows, yeah. and it steeps down into the stairs. That was an ice rink. Ed, Leonard Thompson bought that ice rink and took it up to Blackpool. So it's the longest, it's the oldest ice arena in the UK, and uh, and spectacular shows have been going on there since 1936. You know, so the Pleasure Beach history of entertainment. Is phenomenal. So it was. It was quite a privilege to uh, to work there. I came back and and uh, came back south and and I, um, you know, Dougie was getting a bit older and and he was directing and devising royal shows and royal events. So I sort of stepped in and helped him and and that's what we've been doing for the last couple of years. So it's, it's been fantastic, really. It's been an oh, amazing you've time. Been doing for the last couple of years, my goodness. <laughs> You've done absolutely loads, and you do. I can see that spectacular costume behind you. What? What's that costume? Oh, I'm, I'm just working. I, 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 I th I've got all these Christmas shows lined up. Fingers crossed, they're all going to happen. So, you know, you start planning now because you have to work like six months ahead. You know, so. Uh, um, I'm sort of planning Christmas and working out uh, if we're doing the, the horse show, what the finale will be, what costumes I'll 
do, you know, so uh, it all stuck. You, you never stop thinking, do you know what I mean? That's, that's the great thing about our business. You know, you're always on to the next thing and, and it's exciting, you know, so I, um, and at the moment I'm just finishing off costumes for a, a cruise ship um, that they, they go back in November. So I'm going to just check through that, make sure all the costumes for, uh, there's quite a few shows on those ships now and they're spectacular. I mean, the yeah, shows are amazing. It's been really nice to have a rest for three months, I say. But you know, the things are itching and, and uh, uh, you know, and you want to create and you want to, so. I mean, you know, for someone like me, I mean, I'm already, I've been back. I've never left, you know, I did work from home for a couple of months, but you wouldn't have known, you know, that in TV that you could work from home for a couple of months um, until, you know, a global pandemic happened and here we are. So. Um, yeah, we are all gradually getting back out there. So yeah, and I mean, it is hoped, isn't it, that by Christmas we'll we'll be able to um, get you back out there and come and see some I shows. Know, I know, and, and, and it'll be. Special. But you know, you're just. But I don't know what happens. I don't know about you, but you know, even having this 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 time off, one one is as busy and as you know mad as ever. You know, you're like, where has this time gone? It's flown by to me. You know. Yeah, I expect it has. But it, Anthony, I mean, it sounds like you don't ever have a dull moment. I mean, surely, how much that, time... That's true. <laughs> how much time do you put into planning your Sunday dance class? Actually, a bit more than I thought I would have to. I'll tell you why. Um, normally, when I'm choreographing, everyone's learning it behind me, yeah? So you go, you, you look at, I, there's a couple of dancers who are really quick at picking up what I do and I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to remember the whole thing, which is like, I have learned to learn a number in my now. So I now plan it, which I never used to do, so that I can remember it. So, it, you know, I have to, the minute I finish one on Sunday, I start thinking about next week. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> interesting actually because what you said you know how you and Dougie work really well together and he's like the planner and you're the you know have to see it all and get on with it um so do you think that you know through this lockdown you kind of started to develop his skills as well <laughs> yeah I mean I, I've always Dougie and I are very different but we're, we, we work well together and we can also read each other's minds what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Dougie is a genius at being calm. And that's what I've got to learn. Do you know what I mean? He is, when everything's going, I mean, when there's 2,000 people and 400 horses, 600 guards, and he is as calm as anywhere I'd be going, oh my God! <laughs> he is as calm as anything. Um, so, you know, I have learned and I, I do admire how he, he just sits there very calmly and does it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's that's called experience uh you know so uh when when if i ever am lucky enough to get the chance of of, of being a dougie you know i will i will learn his lesson and i'll sit there and i'll have my runners running around doing all the work for me you know um because it, it's being calm and being kind and, and being nice you know it so important it's so important do you know one of the the first things i ever learned and it was from bonnie langford langford's father when i was 13 and it, it stayed in my mind it, it 
and it, it was it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice and i've i've stuck by that all the way through my career i hope i hope i haven't upset anyone or, or done anything but you know it's it's all about respect to each other you know to all my fellow performers artists designers you know wardrobe people you know we're all just as important as each other you know and it, it's so um to to have that attitude for me i think it has got me through where i am today yeah and let's face it i mean you know as i said you you and doggy are very very different people but you know you you really have had uh, an exceptional career yourself and you know most people would not be able to say that you know you've done shows on the bbc that you've been a dancer you've you know choreographed things you've worked in blackpool and an extensive career you know you've shown people how to dance you can make costumes i mean there, there is actually no end to your talents is there yeah well i don't know about that but it but also that can also be um frightening to people do you know what i mean your reputation can be frightening because it's like well they can do everything do you know what i mean so you know it, it it's 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 still hard um, at the stage of my career do you know what i mean because everybody thinks you're busy all the time so um it, it's a hard one for us all you know you know when you see like names and you think like judy dench you think oh my god she's just busy all the time but you know sometimes they're not you know uh so it's, it's a very interesting you know uh business in that way you know and we all have to work hard at it you know and you can't stop you know um i mean i would never have been in a show and have let my understudy go on in case they were better than me <laughs> that's my attitude <laughs> uh, uh, it's, a, you know. it's a sort of dog-eat-dog dog, i suppose kind of industry in a way it, it's obviously you know it's fabulous it's show business it's got its real highs but there is there is room for, there is room for everybody's talent. Do you know what I mean? I, I do believe that, and I think um, you know half of it is luck. Half of it is if you're in the right place at the right time and your face fits is another one. But I I do like to think that talent actually has has a major thing to do with it. Talent has a longevity uh, in this industry. I hope you know. Um, uh, I'm still as passionate about it as I was when I was 21, you know, so, and I'm still as excitable and, you know, um, and I love seeing the, the new talent of today and I love seeing the, the older talent, you know, when, when you see an, a, an older performer and you go, that's why they're there, do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what they've, they've just got that, that something. Um, and that's magic to watch. When, when I watch some of the older dancers in, in, in the class and, uh, like Rosemary Ford is one that springs to mind. I mean, Rosemary was a, a fantastic dancer at 16 and she worked so hard at having her voice. Um, she just didn't want to be a dancer. She wanted to be a, an all-rounder. And Rosemary worked and worked so hard. And there she is playing Grisabella in Cats. Do you know what I mean? That is called hard work and determination. And when I watch Rosemary now, She's still got it all there, the style, you know, the voice, everything. She's just fabulous. And there's a lot like that, do you know what I mean? So I, I learn an awful lot from the older ones uh, and respect them so much for what they've been through and what, you know, they've kept it that that peak, which is amazing, yeah. amazing. Absolutely. Um, I mean, in some ways, would you say that 
they've possibly got more stamina than the younger ones because things were very different. But also you learn, you learn how to do light and shade. Um, when you're younger, you're bash, bash, bash. And I, I think when you're younger, you're a lot more selfish. As you get older, you get, I, I think it's the other way around for me. Um, but I think when you were younger, because I was quite confident dance-wise and, and because I knew I could do it. I mean, I joined Wayne Sleep's company. You know, I did crazy things. You know, I, you know, I joined a ballet company for a year. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, hey-o. Um, and you did it to push yourself. So you didn't, uh, but as you get older, I think you get a slightly more insecure. Right. Where people in the other industries get more confident. I think we, we get a little bit less because um, you've done it when you're young you've got the ambition and the fight and the and the stamina but as you get older you learn to be more cool and and uh deliver from the heart do you know what I mean and make it real yeah um, I mean when when would you say that in your career starting out um, when would you say that you met somebody or worked with somebody for the first time and then thought, do you know what, Anthony Johns, I have arrived? <laughs> do you know, I still don't think I have. Um, I would still love to do that, choreograph or direct that West End show. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's what keeps you going. I don't think I've ever... I mean, yes, I've been impressed by some people that I've worked with um, and some great stars. I've been really lucky, but I've always, um, I think the only one that comes to mind that made me go totally gaga was Diana Ross. Um, because I had to show her where to go and what, what we were doing. And she performed like this close to me. Yeah. And was going, I'm coming. And I was like, I'm standing in front of Diana Ross in Wembley Stadium here, and she's looking at me for like five minutes. And, it, and I, I really thought, you know, it doesn't get much better than Diana Ross singing to you. Do you know what I mean? So I think maybe it was Diana Ross, maybe if I look at it that way, but I, I still think, I think when we do the Royal shows, uh, you get a lump in your throat. Um, we did one, uh, the Queen's 40, uh, goal, 40th um, at Earl's, Call by the fab, uh, producer of Fabulous uh, Michael Parker, um, and uh, the, I, this, he had the, the set was it was it was Earl's Court, and the stage he had the same size as the uh, Royal Opera House that was wheeled in and wheeled out. Um, the whole royal family were there. It was just before Diana and Charles got divorced, so that that was you know it was just that that time. And I went back into dancing only because I wanted to see. I wanted to be that close to the royal family and dance. Um, uh, I think that may be a, a, one of those moments where you go, "That was amazing," because there was that two thousand horses in it. There was a, a huge orchestra, thousands of children. Horses, it was an amazing show. Um, I think that was pretty special. And I think the other one that really stands out for me, um, it has to be the VE Day in 1995 at Hyde Park. Uh, it was just tremendous. We did three days of entertainment down the mall and, and then this big, massive show uh, was absolutely thrilling to be part of. Uh, um, 
and there's a lovely story my favorite story of of of, of the royal family was um uh, the, the day the, there was a, a parade on and when you're doing a parade down the mall and you're you know you're choreographed you, you've choreographed it and you've got like a thousand children coming down and you've got horses coming you know all of a sudden it hits you that you go wow i'm on the mall here and and it's all these people and it, it, it you, you you get you know a bit you know and the the, pla the the planes fly past at the right moment and the horses come in like it is just it's a, it is an amazing feeling but vera lynn um, of course, on the v, uh, the first day, sang "We'll Meet Again." Don't know where. And then again, the next day, there was a smaller concert at uh, I think it was at the uh, Abbey. And then the next day, she performed uh, at the in the VE celebration at High Park with uh, I think it was fifty thousand people, something ridiculous. And the Queen Mother was, well, I believe she was told to say, "When Vera sings "We'll Meet Again," she certainly means it." <laughs> Because it was like three times, so I love that. I love that story. So that was that was good fun. And I think that, I think the VE day and and the royal stuff is is very special. You get uh, you know, and it's lovely. I tell you, you know what happens with the youngsters, the young dancers who don't know much about the royal family, that they get really into the royal family when, once they've done the royal event, which I really I really enjoyed that. And then I think I've learned from my mother. My mother's quite a historian on the royal family, so I think it's engraved in me so that I know who everyone is. So I sort of pass that on to all the dancers. That is that, that is that, that is that, and that, you know. Yeah, royal family, I think. Uh, and the queen, I think, is the most professional person I've ever met in my life. She's amazing. Yeah, I mean, what what an amazing lady, isn't she? I mean, 90, 94 years old now, and yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, just you know, I, I mean, what people don't realise is that you have been privy to is that actually what she does is works with her public all the time, doesn't she? Works with her her people and. You know, imagine being 94 and still having to, to get out of bed and, you know, wow, the country's going through a pandemic, so I need to reach yeah. out. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, when you think about, you know, like all of us who go, okay, we've got this job on and this job on and this job on, they know what they're doing in the next two years, do you know what I mean? And you just go... I would like that Monday off, and she can't. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're on show the whole time, um, and she's incredible. And she, do you know she's got the most beautiful skin in the world? It's like a peach. So when you when you meet her, you go a bit gaga anyway. But you go, oh, her skin is just so beautiful. So she's she's quite an amazing lady. But, oh, uh, and she knows she she doesn't miss a trick. She knows everything. You know so. Um, you know, uh, like when we, we did, um, in the horse show last year, we did um, a reel. Um, we had to do a reel because it was part of the, the Blount Moral section. And I had to do the correct uh, reel because she would have known. Do you know what I mean? Because she, she, she has knowledge of so much. But we have, you know, I, I got the, uh, I went and learned it from someone to say, you know, this is the one that they would have done in, in Queen Victoria's Day. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, you, you, you do your research that way because she, she will know, you know, so it's yeah. fascinating. 
So yeah. I've been very, very honoured working working with uh, uh, with Horsepower and Simon Brooks Ward and Dougie on on all the events recently. Yeah, it's been amazing, amazing. Absolutely. So yeah, what what an amazing career you still have. I mean that that's quite something. I mean that that's over what I mean a good few years, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> well, forty years. Yeah. I, I worked it out, I've been, yeah, 43. No, no longer, 47. Oh my God, 47 years I've been working. That's scary. Bonnie must, Bonnie must be, I mean, that since my first professional job that is, but I've been dancing since, so I've been dancing for 55 years. Oh my God, that's really scary. Um, yeah, but you, do you know, I still have the passion that I had when I was young, young. And it's only a few things you go, oh, I can't do that now, which I do get very angry about, you know, that you get angry with yourself that you can't get your legs up or you can't get your back on the floor like you used to, you know. Uh, but then you do it with style. Yes, the word is style now. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, style. You get away with style. Well, the thing is, though, it, it, it must be hard for anyone to try and pull you up because you've had such an extensive career. They, they probably think it, it's part of a new way of moving, no? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but I think we all grew up together and we all have respect for each other. Do you know what I mean? You learn from each other, which is, you know, to this day, I still learn everything, you know. I mean, do you know, there's D Dougie, is it uh, 88? Uh, and he's just discovered YouTube, right? Uh, and he is, he doesn't, where I just watched like three, he will sit there and go, oh, and look at this dance routine, look at this. He's got this thing about ballet at the moment and he's, he's collecting all this, all this ballet information, which is amazing, he, which is very nice. He's, he's set it all up for us all to watch, you know, without having to search. But he does all this searching. He's still as passionate about it. And he's at 88, you know, so there's hope for us all. There is, I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah, and he, and he still does his warm up. I mean, he unfortunately, Dougie's got um, not very good knees because he spent a lot of his dancing career sliding on his knees. So that you know, we're all dreading those moments when you start getting older. Um, I do worry about the young generation now, in that with their phenomenal techniques, what their bodies will be like with all this acro that they're doing. It, you know, it will. I hope not, but I, I, I hope it doesn't damage them in later life. You know, um, you get more careful as you're older. Um, touch wood, um, I've only had one injury in my career, but that, then I had a good ballet training. I do think if you had a good ballet training, it's also sustained you through your dancing career. It, you know, it's like the technique that supports you, whatever style you do. But I, I, and I believe today, if anybody wants to be a dancer, you know, you have to have a good ballet training. It supports you all the way through your career. And all the ones I know who've had a good ballet training haven't had the injuries. It's amazing, it really is, you know. When you've danced afterwards, you, you, you are, it, it, it does do something to you. Uh, you feel like brilliant afterwards, you know. Before you start a warm-up, you go, oh God, no, my body, I can't touch the floor. And then you go, act, the music starts, and, you, and it, you, you just go off on a tangent, just you know I mean? And I think that's the magic of it. 
you know, um, and exercise should be fun and dancing should be fun. So, uh, and the other thing with these classes is because they're not, um, when Dougie's in, the, when they know Dougie's watching, everyone gets nervous. It's really funny because they still want to please him. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we go back to being, you know, like Dougie gave me a note. He went, no, I didn't like the music this week. I was like, what do you mean you didn't like the music? He went, no, it didn't do it for me this week. I was like, oh my God. And I'm still, you know, it's like going to the headmaster, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> Oh. I was like defeated afterwards and then I was like I'll show him I'll show him we can do it so. I mean the thing is is everything has gone digital now but I mean you can't entirely put everything digitally and you know you can never replace those amazing shows that you're part of every year you know those those horse shows and 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 yeah. you know, so I mean that that is the one thing that we have. I mean, there there is a difference between live entertainment and and on 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 film, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? There, there is to be part of it and feel part of it. You know, is is a big thing. Yeah, and it's that you know, even from the audience's point of view. I, I mean, I remember last year when, um, you know, I I had the privilege of coming down to to do some interviews at Winds Pageant and watching you all rehearse and you know listening to the music and you all out there giving it your all it's you know it does bring goose pimples to the skin doesn't it it brings a little bump to the skin it's like whoa this you know really amazing is happening here that's visual that's so alive and to be you know in the same room as performers is you you can't beat that you can't you can't replicate that yeah, like when we do those royal shows and you see, you know, a hundred guards come out with the horses, you just go, wow, it's just so impressive, you know. It, I mean, those shows, when you think about it, there's animals, <laughs> soldiers, there's the, everything but the kitchen sink. I and mean, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, you, you, you watch it with pride and you go, wow, that is, you know, amazing. You know, yeah, it's very special, very special. Thank you so much for coming on Tea Time with Ali Mondo. Oh, my pleasure. I enjoyed chatting away about your extensive and very vibrant career that still goes on now. I've had a bit of verbal diarrhoea, I think. <laughs> you're allowed to have, you're allowed to have. It's, oh, it's, right. it's good to talk, as they say, definitely. So Yeah, because uh, you do know, one has noticed that in this last three months, I, I, I'm not one, I'm not great on the telephone. I don't like telephones. Um, so you, I've done message to everyone, but uh, then the other day I saw some my dear friends from from Blackpool came down and we we did a catch up and and I hadn't spoken for you know like as much and I was like I couldn't words weren't coming out of my mouth so today I thought oh my god I hope I can speak all right so I've realised I can <laughs> you're all right Anthony you're all right yeah. so you're you're not on your own in the dance class yeah. You're just in a room on your right. It's very odd. It's very odd. Yeah. But I think now after, I think, am I on week 15 or 16? I think I've got used to it, you know. Because I started it off, you know, just to cheer everyone up. And then they went, oh, it's really made my week. It's really made my week. So I thought, well, I better do it weekly then. Um, and that's where we are, you know, so. Catch but one day I, I've, got, I've got big barn doors and I kept them. It was a really hot day. And I had that because... If you saw my um, my unit, it's um, 
sitting in an old airfield. It's a bit like Dad's army, yeah? So I'm in a dome like that. It used to be, a, a, as I said, an airfield. And I had the barn doors open. And there was me doing my workout. Doing that. And of course, all the farmers and all the other people from the other unit on a Sunday came and watched me. And I was like, I can't stop because it was live. So, yeah, that was... Um, they all look at me in a different way now. <laughs> Bless them. Oh, I'm the madman. Who cares? Uh, at least you gave them a show. Probably brightened up their yeah. sun. Definitely. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, I'm. I'm just well, gonna... lovely to chat. I just wanted to say thank you for coming on Tea Time with Annie Monjack. Bye for now. <laughs>